Hi guys, welcome to episode 26 of the Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. So, today's guest goes by the name of Dr. Patrick Porter. He is an award-winning author, entrepreneur, and speaker with 24 years of experience operating one of the largest self-help franchises. He has become a highly sought-after expert within the personal improvement industry. Now, he is the creator of BrainTap Technologies, which uses creative visualization and relaxation to help people overcome stress and insomnia, um, helps them to lose weight, um, stop smoking, manage pain, accelerate learning ability, and so much more. Now, some people in the fitness industry know that near the beginning of my fitness journey, I actually divulged in self-development books. The reason why I started is because I had poor self-esteem. I'd done poorly in school. Um, my father used to taunt me with how bad my grades were. Um, when it came to homework, he wasn't interested in what I could do. He only focused on what I couldn't do. So I felt bad at home and I felt bad at school. I always felt like a failure. Now, I was far from confident. One day I had a magazine called uh, Science Focus, which was given to me by a friend of mine. And one day I was browsing through the pages and came to an ad, which um, it was a 30-day free trial for a self-development book called Accelerated Learning Techniques. It was a free trial um, from a really big motivational speaker called Brian Tracy. I think it cost about £60 for a set. And um, there was no way I could afford £60. So what I'd done was I took the, the free trial and I copied the tapes because it was cassette tapes in those days. <laughs> copied the tapes and I sent it back. And um, that was life-changing for me. So these audiobooks was pretty much everything I needed. They gave me hope that whatever my brain was telling me was a lie and that I could actually make my brain function at a higher level. Um, I started on a journey of self-development, basically. Now, today, we have science, which is, it's like the matrix where you can just tell a program what you want and it can almost encode it in your subconscious and that is the magical things we're going to talk about today. Now brain tap is a revolutionary concept, a powerful and effective tool. Uh, it's designed to help people to achieve like metabolic performances and neuroplasticity. Anyhow, Let's speak to the man behind the plan, Dr. Patrick Porter. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Roger. Thanks for having me. Hey, no worries at all. Thank you for your time. I truly appreciate it. And I love everything that you've been doing with regards to how the brain works. Um, so you are the, uh, you're an entrepreneur, 
award-winning author, speaker, consultant, and the creator of BrainTap. This sort of technology is used to kind of enhance the performance of, of people's brains. And I've, I've recently experienced using it. And um, I found it quite interesting on different, different occasions, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, what I'd like to know is how you came about this whole concept, this whole idea of creating a device which you can use to enhance the performance of your brain. Well, it, it actually started a long time ago, probably before you were born. The, uh, when, <laughs> when, I was, when I was a young man, my, my dad was a seminar leader with something called the Silva Method, which used a sound called the Silva Sound, and it would take people to alpha. And he tricked me to use it for sports. You know, and he didn't tell me it was going to help me with my school, but that happened. You know, so <laughs> um, basically because he was telling me, hey, this will help you in football and track, and I wrestled, played baseball. So these were all sports that, if you get me doing those, I, I could do those all day. So he, he had us learn to visualize and start doing those kind of things. And then for me in the 80s, uh, when I went out on my own, I actually was introduced to a group called Light and Sound Research out of Scottsdale, Arizona. And they, they needed a place to work. And I had an office that, uh, you know, I was just starting in business about a year. So I had a lot of space, not a lot of clients. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, I said, hey, why don't you guys come in here and then I can work with you. And I got access to their equipment, which was about $10,000 at the time. And so it was in my office. So I became their researcher. And then together, my undergraduate degrees in engineering too, but I went to school for psychology. So right. the two were always important because we were always technology assisted. There's something called GSR machines, which a lot of machines are still using out there, galvanic skin response, like they measure uh, skin resistance and uh, stress stress uh, markers in the body and things of that nature. Mm. That's been around for a long time. What we wanted to do was how could we help somebody with pain? So when we first did this, it wasn't about performance at all. It was about how do we get people who are in severe pain and there was no opioid addiction problem in the eighties, right? So people didn't know they were using medicine like they do today. So people were always looking, Hey, how can I handle this? So we showed them if you get into this altered state, you have a pain-free state. But also then we found out, wow, it's, they call it the Mozart effect now. There's actually a scientific term for it. What that means is that when your brain is synchronized by using these uh, notes or music or tones, like the isochronic tones of binaural beats, yeah. you actually get smarter. And you didn't learn anything. It's not what you learned. It's just the hardware. So think about it like you get a new computer. You have the same programs. They're just running faster. So we, and, and then what, so we want to also upgrade that. But that's really how it all started. And then we started saying, wow, if this works for athletes, I was a black belt in Taekwondo. So the first sports that I worked with was uh, martial arts. So we did a whole series for American Taekwondo Association. This was back again in the 80s. And we got some pretty good movement. We were in Black Belt Magazine, breaking boards and bricks. And, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite pictures because I had hair then. You know, so all those, all those things happening. But from there, we got to start working with uh, athletes. Um, when we started working with the uh, gymnasts in America, the, the female gymnasts, we found out almost all of these gymnasts are awesome athletes. I mean, they're, they're super. But the problem is that in gymnastics, you're going to get hurt. You know, these... This is a crazy sport. You know, they're up there, uh, whether they're spinning around uh, the bars or they're walking across beams, beams you know, yeah. some, some point they're going to fall, they're going to get hurt. 
And then the problem is that they start second guessing their body's ability to perform. Mm. So we, we found out that, hey, we, we not only have to teach them how to visualize their sport better, but we have to get them to recover faster. And basically, there's a saying here in, in sports, like uh, for, for quarterbacks here, the best quarterbacks have the shortest memory. You know, they, they just threw an interception, let's say, but then the next time they go out there like a Tom Brady, he doesn't care. He goes out and throws three more touchdowns, you know. But yeah. uh, somebody who doesn't have the fortitude or the mental, the mindset for it, they get crushed. You know, they throw one interception and two interceptions and pretty soon they're being yanked from the game and they don't. So it's all about recovering and adapting. And I think having an adaptive nervous system and, and having your brain work for you instead of against you is the biggest key to what brain tapping does. So can I just ask, would you say that you can get your body to heal quicker through your brain? Oh yeah, there's two reasons for that. So the listeners, we have, if you think, there's actually three different modes we operate in, but let's just talk about two of them right now. One is we have a survivor brain. So if you're always stressed out, you're always worried, all of these things. In, in fact, uh, as far as weightlifting goes, even when we did the article with Ironman Magazine and we talked about acetylcholine production and uh, the mind-muscle connection, they actually showed that the more stressed out a person is when they, wait, when they work out, they don't build as much muscle. And that's really recovery. So what we showed was, hey, if you can relax after your workout, you're at that mind-muscle connection. You have acetylcholine there. You actually recruit more muscle, and it's totally legal. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's drug-free. Your, your brain can produce 30,000 different neurochemicals. So we have this healing brain, and we have the survivor brain. So we need to turn off the survivor brain, because when the survivor brain's on, that's that fight or flight that people hear about. Mm. They can't digest foods. You might be taking the world's greatest supplements, but they're just eliminating them because while you're in that fight or flight, your body's going, Hey, there's a tiger chasing me or, you know, whatever the worry or stress is. And so digestion stops, your heart rate goes out of coherency. The basically you're running for your life. And um, there's a, there's a big thing right now, almost everyone on earth, especially now with what's happening with these, uh, the Corona, but it, even before that people had what we called sympathetic survival syndrome with the sympathetic system is that that's the part of our body that basically protects us. We, we might not know it, but if, if a bug's coming toward our eye, we, we don't think about it. We just reflexively, you know, block it. That's because our reticular activating system, that part of the brain is, is active, but we have to learn how to put that into abeyance, which means how do we calm that down? That's mm -hmm. the overactive, you know, some people go, I can't meditate because I can't calm my brain down. Well, it's because you haven't trained the brain. You know, anybody's brain can be trained to do these things. It's not like there's a magical brain out there that mm. does this. We all have this 100 billion neurobit processor that can do incredible things if properly motivated. So that's, so if you can motivate the brain to relax, get into the alpha theta rhythm, which is also a super memory state, but it's also a healing state. There's a lot of good things that happen when you're in those brainwave states. Mm. How do you motivate the brain to do that? That's, well, I mean, that's number one, yeah. Yeah, when you, be, without the brain tap, you can do it in several ways. One is you can, you can use, uh, even sunrises and sunsets will trigger it because the light from the sun, this, the 470 nanometer light and 630 to 660 nanometer light actually instructs the gut to uh, start producing all the um, natural neurochemicals that you need. They've, they've actually proven that. But also nature itself can do that. If you, um, you know, when you're out there walking in the rain, like you're talking about in, in London or here, you know, that rain, when it's falling and you're by bodies of water, they know it triggers alpha activity. 
because our body is adaptive in nature. So our body is always evaluating what's going on in my environment. How do I have to show up? You know, there's yeah. a, and one of the ways that I tell guys, we get this more than women probably, but if you're in a locker room with a bunch of guys, you might even have a different language. <laughs> then, mm -hmm. then when you're out on a date or you're, you're with your family, you know, you'll use different uh, uh, expressions, let's say, in you wouldn't think about using those, let's say, if you were in church or you were in mixed company, but you, know, you understand what I mean? So yeah, our brain literally repatterns itself based on its environment. So when and they call the state dependent memories, you know, like if you look at anybody, even in, in your sport, when you're doing bodybuilding and you're, you're getting ready to pose, you get into a certain state, you psych yourself up, you get into physiological state. It's almost like nobody's there, but you're, you're pumping up the muscles, you're doing your poses. And, to the degree that you can isolate yourself from the other selves that are out there, the other comments and things like that, you probably, that's what they call the zone, right? So if people yeah. get into that zone, that's when they actually start to internalize those experiences. And the, the biggest reason for that is we're ran, most people try to change the 5% of their brain, which is your conscious mind. When the 95% of your brain which is your subconscious, which runs all the systems of the body, keeps your heart beating 86,000 times a day, keeps you breathing over 20,000 times. And it could, we could just go on and on all day, mm. lifting all of the incredible things our brain does for us, that if we had to do them, we'd forget. <laughs> you know, so, so you know, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we'd forget to change those 50,000 cells every second, you know, but mm. there's an intelligence, which there's a creative design and there's an intelligence to us that all works through this electrical system, but then it has to also work with our chemical system. You know, that's when we start to, uh, the chemical system is how we feel things, you know, how we have yeah. those emotional reactions. And what happens with most people is they get a thought, but they never get the feeling that corresponds that. So you don't get that galvanizing effect that says, hey, I'm gonna take action and accomplish this goal because there's not that internal connection. You know, so that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing I think is to, how do you change the pattern so that you get the new pattern instead of the old pattern and you do it over time. And that's where the light sound and vibration comes in is we get you into the right. Once you get the body relaxed, that's what in a lot of people think of meditation or mindfulness is doing that. Uh, but they don't, they're not really mindful because they're more stressed. This is one of the most yeah. incredible things in our research. We show that about 90% of all people we test that meditate, they're actually stressing their brain out. They're not what, trying to meditate, trying to meditate because their, yeah. their self, their self doubt is going, am I breathing right? Am I sitting right? Do, am I using the mudras? That, you know, whatever it is. So natural though. Like we're all going to be like, you know, you, you see these maybe movies or whatever, how people just look in the most tranquil state, just relaxed, calm, breathing carefully, slowly, and you just hear this soft music. And I don't know, you just imagine, imagine them just going into this, into this other world where, I don't know, they're, they're hovering and, you know, like just, just a completely different world. And you wish to achieve that as well. But maybe because you're visualizing all this stuff, <laughs> it's not happening. You're like, right. no, no, I'm not there. I'm feeling my heart is beating quick. I'm not relaxing right now. Right. You know? It's all about how we talk to ourselves in that, at that level. Because words are, they call them secondary representational systems. So to give an example, if I said, think of a fire truck. In America, most people would think of a red fire truck. If I said, think of a dog in the fire truck, most people think of a Dalmatian, you know, like in the movies, you know, you see a fire truck with a Dalmatian. Uh -huh. But if I said, no, I'm, I'm thinking of 
the red and green fire trucks in Fremont, California, because we have a we have a city here that has yellow and green fire trucks. Well, that's a total mismatch in our brain. So, but if we always have mismatching thoughts, like some people say, I'm supposed to relax. You go, I'm not relaxing. My heart's beating so fast. If you start focusing on that, your attention goes where your attention goes. That's where your focus is and your, and all that. So then you start thinking, Oh no, I'm thinking this thought. I'm, and most people think, unfortunately, that meditation is like mindlessness. You know, they think of mindfulness as mindlessness. Like they're not supposed to think they're not supposed to respond. They're not supposed to hear things. Well, mm. even Buddhist adepts, when they meditate, when they meditate, they're totally aware of what's going on around them. You could be saying things and when they're done, they'll say, why did you ask about this? This and they go, how did you hear that? You were in deep Delta or whatever. You were in high gamma, you know, because these, these are people that meditate every day. Yeah. I tell people, it's, most people don't play golf very well, right? The average person doesn't even break a hundred, you know, when they get out on the golf course, which is, I grew up on a golf course. So to me, that's like ridiculous. I did that when I was a kid, but there are people that can't and they don't like golf. You know, mm. they think it's silly. Why are you chasing this white ball around? But you take a golfer and they, that's their whole life, right? They'll, they'll spend all their extra money on a new driver. They'll, they'll play a hundred dollars a round at a golf course to get mad, you know, to get upset and angry, you know, I would, and, for sure. yeah. So the, so the, the, the real thing is, is where do you, where do you, if you know, you're going to get an outcome, like a golfer's thinking my end score is going to be this. And so they're always working on that every, you know, in meditation, same thing. What is your end result of that meditation? You know, the end result, a lot of people think uh, there's actually a book I wrote that uh, isn't published yet, but it's a, the cover looks like uh, this milk chocolate, like uh, the carnation chocolate milk that you mix. Yeah. And I had it changed where it has a little yogi sitting cross-legged. It says cosmic quick consciousness, two scoops to instant enlightenment, because that's what people want. They don't want to do the work. They just want to put it in the milk you know, drink it down and they're instant Buddha, you know, yeah, yeah. that doesn't happen. But that's what, when you talk about what motivated me, I wanted to create that instant Buddha because yeah. how can we get somebody, we can't give you enlightenment, but we can get you as the same place as somebody who's a Buddhist adept. Every person after three sessions, of the brain tap in our research, unless there's something physiologically wrong with them, the brain's going to follow it because this is the way our brain works. Just like if in your workouts, if I was willing to put in the time, energy, and effort that you put in, eat the same way you do, do everything that you do, there's a pretty good chance I'd at least be a little mini you. You know, there, there would be, you know, where, well, but what people usually do when they go to the gym, right, is they go there, they see a couple of people that are really big and they, they work out for three weeks and they go, damn, I don't look like them. Yeah. They don't know you've been doing it for 10 years or, you know, 15 years or whatever. You know, they, people, there's a long term to this. So I think people's role in meditation should be a lifestyle change, not yeah. about, there's not a real, that's why they, in, in Eastern philosophy, they always say the fruit of the action is, is the action itself, not the outcome. So they don't think about the outcome, you know? So that's why Buddha says, cease expecting and you have all things. But in America and in also in, in Europe, I'm sure we want something. I mean, if I'm going to put three hours in the gym, I want to come out looking buff. You know, I don't want to, you know, just be sore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, if I put in eight hours in the studio, I want to come out with a recording that I can sell. You know what I mean? So we all, we're all outcome driven. I think that kind of is counterproductive at times too mindfulness that's why with brain tap we call it uh performance-based mindfulness i love so, it i love it yeah Can so I it's just, a very big yeah go ahead i was gonna just to steer slightly just to talk about my actual experience the first time sure 
I experienced using BrainTap. I, I placed it on and man, like I fell asleep within maybe about 18 to 20 minutes. And um, I used it a second time during the day. And I know I had a coffee and I still fell asleep. <laughs> and I used it a third time and just, just kept falling asleep until I, I just, I guess I just told myself, all right, <laughs> just expect to fall asleep. Can you explain why this keeps happening? Why I keep yeah. falling asleep? Right. And there will be times when you'll eventually not fall asleep. So I'll, I'll explain why that is. So mm. when we're going through these different brain waves, we, most of the sessions all start in beta, which is where we're talking right now. It's the beta state, the wide awake, alert consciousness state. And we need to get you out of that because that's where your reactions come from. That's also where some people say, I'm not a judging person. No, everyone is a judging person. You can't help but do it. You know, and it's all based. That's why in the Catholic church, the the uh, the priest said, "Give me a give me a child to their seven, and I'll give you a Catholic for life." You know, because the the conditioning, right? So yeah, we all have our upbringing, and in, in why Queen Elizabeth actually said we learn the same way as monkeys, you know, from their parents. So you know, when we think about it, there are certain. If you're in a relationship, your relationship always tells you you're acting like your father, you're acting like your mother, because they know them, right? And you can't see it. So yeah. when all that conditioning happens, so we got to get you out of beta. So you can start to incorporate your intuitive and your inventive mind. Those are the alpha and theta. Now, once you get into alpha, a lot of people have been to alpha a long time, probably when you're in the gym, really working out and in the zone and you go, damn, I just got here and it's three hours. That's when you know you're an alpha. You know, you're doing something you really enjoy. You know, mm. when I, you know the, the old thing about time is Einstein said, when I'm around beautiful women, it seems like a minute. If I'm sitting on a hot stove for a minute, it seems like an hour. You know, so, <laughs> So, you know, it's all about what we're doing in the sequence of time. But when we get into theta, it's a very small brainwave pattern that we get into right before sleep. And when we get up and we cycle through it, hopefully during deep sleep, that's the REM sleep that you record on your, mm -hmm. on your devices. And that brainwave state has what's called hypernesia. But also because you're not used to going there, it's like going to another land, you pass out or you appear not to pass out because you're, you're not processing data anymore. But your brain is learning to process data at that speed. And as, as you do it, you'll find your creativity will increase, your ability to visualize and expand. But as the, what happens with this cycle is I'm going to drop you down even into delta. Now, delta is sleep. And if you're, if you're following along, what will happen is when you get into those states, you get what we call island time experiences. That's like when you drove across town and you go, I know I drove across town. I went through all the stoplights. I negotiated through traffic, but I don't remember passing by this or that because you were basically you were in a hyper state. You were there, but you weren't there. Your mind was somewhere else. Maybe you were thinking about the people you're going to meet, the conversations you're going to have, whatever. So during the brain tapping session, what's happening is we're overloading that brainwave. So it's like we're putting too much information in there. So the brain goes, we don't need you right now, Roger. You go ahead and do what you want to do. They're going to just knock you out. The nice thing, though, is when we use things like the Muse or we use uh, the Wabi or we use the New Mind or any of our other EEG machines, mm. you could fall asleep, but your brain is still going through the training. So every time when, when I'm in front of a group of doctors, it's one of the one of the things we do during our two day workshop with doctors is we'll take somebody in the room that says they're skeptical. They don't believe this is really working. That How does light, sound and vibration actually move brainwaves? And even though we have you know, hundreds of documented cases, um, we will put them on in front of the group and I'll have a lecture and we'll have it up on the screen and they'll watch the, the brain waves going and 
the person, as soon as they start snoring, which usually happens. Oh my God, that's what happened to me. Yeah, I, I yeah. heard myself snoring and woke myself up. Anyway, right. please continue. That's what they did too. That's the same. That's what I was going to say. They go, and so I'll put the mic down there and they'll hear it. And then when they're done, I'll say, what happened? They go, I don't think anything happened. I was with you the whole time. And everybody starts laughing. You were snoring. You know, in the, the in the nice thing is that with with the type of algorithm we use and over the years of practicing, we know how to train the brain and how quickly we can take somebody from being awake to being asleep. And you don't have to have any special postures. You don't have to have any special thoughts. You simply put it on and the brain responds because our brain, we have light receptors all over our body. Um, and I, that's why I think light is going to be the new medicine that more people are going toward. And I, you know, there's a lot of different evidence out there about red light therapy and things like that. Infrared. Mm. Uh, we're using blue just because it's the safest. I know blue light in some circles gets some bad wraps, but the reality is that blue light doesn't even penetrate through your eyelid. So the blue part right. of the light doesn't even hit your eyes. Not in the not in the power usage we have. We have such a low, low power use, but those photons are being absorbed into the brain. And what's happening is the brain is actually creating vasodilation or blood flow circulation to the brain, which means that now we're getting more nutrients to the brain. So if you're taking all those great nutrients, now you have a pathway to bring those nutrients to the nerves, which are neurons. So 70% of your nervous system is in the brain. Now you're activating it. And then we wake you up at the end because the brain that, that cycle that you're going through with one brain tap session, which takes 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes, that would take four hours. But we're going to, we're speeding that up. We're changing, because at the level of mind of alpha and theta, there's no time. Remember, you're going to, you're, you're not there. So people have these experiences that go, I heard, hello, this is Dr. Patrick Porter. And then I heard eyes open wide awake. What happened? Well, yeah. Because we're not training your conscious mind, which doesn't need training, your conscious mind can't do anything anyway. It's like going to the front desk person and saying, I want to talk to the doctor. You know, the doctor, the doctor says, that's just the front desk person. You got to talk to me about that. So we need to get past the gatekeeper, which is our conscious mind, put that into abeyance, and then start talking to the subconscious. And the first thing we need to do is get you disassociated from the stress your body feels. As long as you're focusing on the stress, it's almost like Maslow's theory of hierarchy of needs. As long as your body is stressed, that's going to be your first priority because you have to live, right? So your body's saying, how do I survive? What do I do? Why does this guy keep lifting all these heavy weights? You know, you know your brain, your body doesn't know that you're doing this for a reason. You know, it just, it just knows the action, right? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't discern on that level. But then if you do things over time, the brain says, oh, I understand now. This is the pattern. This is what he does when he gets up. This is what he does in the middle of the afternoon. This is what he does in the evening. And the brain goes, oh, I can do patterns. I love patterns. But then you go, you find a pattern you don't like. It could be a pattern in your workout. It could be a pattern in relationships. It could be a pattern, you know, whatever it is. Then the brain goes, wait a minute. This is the way we've always done it. You can't change this. We, we put a lot of energy in here. We've got neuro, we've got neuro networks running here. <laughs> you know, there, you're, it takes a lot of energy to change them because you've invested a lot of time and energy into creating them. Mm -hmm. And then, so, but to create them, we need to disassociate. Remember, we have electrical brain and we have a chemical body. So we have this, uh, our electrical system, that 5% is telling our chemical system what to do, but it never makes it past the, the, the uh, brainstem because by the time it gets to the body, we're too stressed. But if we right. can relax the body, now we can start to visualize those changes what we're doing, even though you're not consciously aware of it, your brain is still processing. Just like all the dreams you had last night that you might not remember them all, 
the average dream, this is what blows most people away in studies, the average dream lasts seven seconds. Almost everybody on earth has woke up in a dream and thought it lasted forever. But the average dream only lasts seven seconds. So at that level, there's no time. So when right. you think about, you could have a lifetime dream in seven seconds because there's no time. Our, this biocomputer is amazing. You know, if, you mm -hmm. know, if you think about what our computers can do, that's nothing compared to what our brain can do. We just haven't tapped into the full potential yet. Yeah, that's amazing. So the actual sleeping moment, like what, what is happening there though? Like when I'm from awake and sometimes I can feel it's happening, like, all right, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm, 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 I'm disappearing here. Like what is happening at that moment? Well, there, well, electrically, you're slowing down the brain. And slowing down the brain actually would they show that your energy is actually increasing so the the faster your brain goes the less energy you have that's why when you look at athletes or like even bodybuilders those that are really in the know they don't stress out when they do things their their muscles are relaxed you watch an olympic athlete run the quarter mile mm -hmm. you know uh they're relaxed they're not stressed out you know so that's part of it so you're relaxed but then also the chemical system gets turned on so you have these neurotransmitters like GABA. Uh, GABA right now is the number one research drug on the market. Probably not right now. It's probably COVID, whatever that is. But, <laughs> but the, before that, it was, it was GABA because hmm. one in three people are having trouble sleeping. So GABA, we know, triggers that. So when you're feeling tired and you're feeling you're actually releasing about $20,000 worth of GABA into your system. Right. It didn't cost you anything. You just did it because that's what the brain does. When the brain's in that, that in primarily, now we're in all these brainwave states all the time, but when we're primarily in, in theta, it tells the gut, hey gut, start producing GABA because 95% of all of your neurotransmitters are made in your gut. But that also works your heart right now. Everyone out there listening, you have a heart brain. They, science shows you have 40,000 neutrino cells in your heart, which means you have a heart brain. That brain actually communicates with your brain in your head and creates coherency with your gut. So these three working together, that's why, uh, unfortunately, the biggest, the biggest day for heart attacks and death is Monday morning because people don't have their heart in their job. They're not looking forward to the next week. You know, psychologically, that's what's happening. But when somebody's happy-go-lucky, they're feeling good, life's working, they're in love, let's say, your heart coherency, you have more energy, you can do things. You know, if you're stressed out, that means that coherency is off. So what you're feeling is that you're going into coherency. That's what I'm saying. Eventually, what will happen is when that coherency becomes your normal, you'll be able to visualize. You'll actually have a, a Gaussian field. You'll have experiences like most people have when they do psychedelics. You know, you can have, you can, because the psychedelics are all happening because we have receptors in our own brain. It's not happening because of the substance we're taking. It's, take, it's happening because the reaction that our receptors, if we don't have those receptors in our brain, like uh, a lot of people are doing uh, a lot of things with uh, CBD now, but we have yeah. cannabinoid receptors in our brain. So we can have that high experience without taking a drug. So wait, how? How, how could we achieve that naturally without having to take a drug is there certain You're certain electrons those, that need to go in the brain or in the brain? It's certain brainwave states right and when you're in between alpha and theta you know if um 
you've probably heard about people doing drugs, you know, and um, I won't say, you know, so, but when you're, when you're doing them, time goes away, right? Time's like, wow, I didn't know I was here for three hours. Wow, man, what happened? Well, it's because that part of the brain that deals with time, that beta brain has been shut down, but it's been done chemically. If we can do it electrically, which is through meditation, now we get control of that. That's why the Maharishi, when, when the Beatles were in his ashram in, in India, which I was just there, it was pretty exciting to go there and see. It's kind of beat up now, but they had tigers running around and everything. But the, when the okay. Beatles were over there, they gave the Maharishi all of these mushrooms to take. And they, and they thought he would take one of them. He took the whole handful, put the blanket over his head. About five minutes later, he came back out and he said, what's the big deal? He didn't get high because he overrode what he put into his system. Right. He goes, I'll show you how to get high. And that's when they learned how to do the uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation. Okay. And so those states of mind are all the, I mean, the states are pretty much very similar. Uh, so when you're doing brain tap and you do breathing exercises, like some people do the psychotropic breath and then they do brain tap. They have some pretty wild experiences, like doing Wim Hof breathing and things like that. Right, right. That's something I would definitely like to do. But um, I wanted to know, can people achieve uh, neuroplasticity with brain tap? Oh, yeah. We have a really exciting uh, uh, study that we did in Florida here with women 55, 65 years old. We did a study where they were all on the dementia scale. I mean, the medical doctor said, hey, you've got dementia. We had them take the Cambridge Science Testing they tested that they did have dementia. We did six week study. They had to do brain tap three times a week minimum. They could do it every day if they wanted to, but three times a week minimum. By the end of six weeks, we had an average neuroplasticity score improvement of 64%. Oh, now, wow. if the listeners out there going, how do you do that? Well, your brain is voltage. So we know like with the lobby and with other devices, how much energy is in different parts of the brain. After six weeks of training they had 64 percent more energy in the brain which meant now they were all of our people in our study which was 30 people none of them were on the dementia scale and now we have a big study going on at seminole college here in in uh, florida and they're doing a full-blown study which is showing basically what we just already proved out in our pilot study but mm. yeah we one of the nice things is uh, 20 years ago if we were to have this conversation they would have told you you have a brain this is the way it is You've got a weightlifter's brain. That's it. You know, you can't do anything else. You know, this yeah. person has an accountant's brain. There's nothing else you can do. You, there's, you know, understand what I'm saying? But now they know that's not true. In fact, the newer and different experiences you have in your life, you change these gene expressions. To give an idea about neuroplasticity too, for those people listening that, have, that can speak two languages, your brain kept a brain circuit open and running that... I didn't get to use. I went to a Catholic school. We learned English and that was it. You know, the, when I got to college, I thought, man, I wish I, so I had to really struggle to learn Spanish to get my degree. But people that knew two languages, you have a brain circuit for learning languages. After about seven years old, if you're not learning another language, the brain goes, you know what? That's taking a lot of energy. It's like having a room in your house, the light's always on. And they said, let's turn that off. So mm -hmm. the brain circuit gets turned off. Now those neurons that used to wire and fire together are no longer wiring and firing. So they're not working anymore. So we've got to re-engage that. And so there's ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And what we do with BrainTap is we're getting more of the brain to fire back up and get those neurons wiring and firing around, whether it be languages or anything. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I was about to say that because um, I, 
I learned languages in school, shall I say, I learned German in school and I wasn't too bad, but then I left it for so many years and I could probably know a few words now, you know, because I guess it wasn't firing anymore. Right. Could I use BrainTap to kind of enhance that part of my brain again to start oh, yeah. learning languages easier? Yeah. One of the, yeah, one of the stories I tell in my uh, first book, which is called Awaken the Genius, I tell a story of a, he was a singer. He could sing Spanish, no problem, but he couldn't speak Spanish. He was actually brought up uh, in Mexico for the first 12 years of his life. But then he got teased so mercilessly that he couldn't speak English well. He spoke perfect English, but his brain forgot how to speak Spanish. But he could speak, he could sing it, and he was very popular. He was kind of like a Neil Diamond, but for the Spanish community here in Scottsdale. Mm. And after about three sessions, he remembered totally everything Spanish. He put up a block in his brain because he thought speaking Spanish made him sound stupid. Right. And right. so, you know, the, our brain is so much more capable. They actually know that everything you've ever experienced is holographically encoded chemically into our brain. And neuroscientists know they can touch with different needles, different parts of the brain, and you have full sensory experiences. So you're not here anymore. You're literally, your brain thinks you're in those environments and it's so real, you smell it, you taste it, you feel it. It's kind of like the matrix. Mm. But the problem is we don't get access. We have all have a perfect memory. It's our recall system. You know, it's like, how do we go get those memories? That's the, that's the part of learning that we have to really improve. And that's where getting those neural pathways opened up, we have, we have access to more of that. And the faster our brain works, brain speed slows down as we get older, unfortunately. So we have to keep doing things to speed our brain back up. Mm, mm. You know, as you was talking about that, I was, I was actually thinking to myself, a movie called, I think it's Limitless. Have you seen that? Oh, yes, yes. Where this guy takes his tablet, or, what is it called? NZT <laughs> yeah. or something? And yeah. It opens up like a hundred part, a hundred percent of his brain, and he was like, he's able to recall. Yeah, it's the recall. Like through every single movement he does, he just gets flashbacks of something that he had already known several years ago, but didn't know that he knew. So that's that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Would you every, say that? Every, yeah, every person out there was born with a photographic memory. Mm. They actually now know that the moment you started reading you lost the capacity to have photographic memory. So there are, there are countries around the world that don't teach reading to you 12 years old, and those kids retain their photographic memory. Because when you start to read, you only use the left hemisphere of your brain. So we're teaching our brain to only use half of its resources to make sense out of reading. Uh, athletics, the, those people who are really gifted in athletics are whole brain. They can do, they can do the both. You know, so you know, their, their whole brain has to work. Like when you think about uh, somebody shooting a basketball, for instance, that's high level physics. And they're doing it at full speed. You know, they're passing the ball. It looks easy when you're watching on television, but get out there in the field, get out there in the court with some of these professionals. It's like, it's dizzying, you know, you're, but their brain can keep up with it because they practice, they've rehearsed, they've, you know, they, they have all that, you know, it's just like baseball in the, in that sport, the, the master hitters, those people that win the batting championship, they actually see the spinning of the threads of the ball at 93 miles an hour. Wow. But they, they're able to slow down and they know, hey, that's a changeup. That's a speed, that's a fastball, that's a knuckleball. And that's the big difference. You know, the, the biggest difference between most professional athletes and amateurs is very small things, little things. Mm, yeah. You know, I so it's it's mastering those little things that makes you the, the master of your sport or or your life.
we're just going to take a short break and return right back. This podcast is sponsored by BrainTap, a headset which elevates your mental performance through tonal therapy, guided meditation, binaural beats, isochronic tones, and my absolute favorite, which is low-level light therapy. It works by creating a symphony of brainwave activity, which is perfect for learning and productivity. It uses neuroalgorithms to guide your brain to achieve maximum neuroplasticity. It doesn't require any effort apart from putting on the headphones and selecting your choice from the library. For instance, BrainTap Retreat, build a resilient brain and healthy body to overcome any of life's challenges or introduction to public speaking, captivate your audience, keep them engaged and learn how your energy on stage can move mountains. After you select your choice, just pull down the visor and relax. If you're interested to get yourself brain tapped, then click the link in my show notes and at least try for free. Your brain will love you for it. Wouldn't it be cool if you could break down fat and provide yourself energy without it having to be a fat burning stimulant? Well, Capex by Bioptimizers does exactly that. It breaks down fats into fatty acids. L-carnitine transports the fatty acids into the mitochondria and InnerSlim burns the fatty acids in the mitochondria. Assisting with growing a bigger mitochondria, you have CoQ10, 7-Keto-DHEA, not forgetting Astrozyme. Taking Capex in the morning will provide a clean energy throughout the day. If you take it during a mealtime, then you will get official bowel movements, but more specifically, when you're on a ketogenic diet, and intermittent fast. Although bioptimizers do not make any fat burning claims, you can find that your ability to burn fat will be increased between 10 to 15%, especially considering it has fat digesting enzymes too. Just visit bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. We are now going to return right back to the podcast. Thank you. That's it. Like it, even the, in the gym, like when I see people train, it's like a lot of people know exactly what to do, but it's a case of how they're doing it. Uh, many times I look at them and I'm like, oh, you, there's just one little change you need to make and then you'll be targeting, you'll be getting that contraction that you're looking for. So yeah, it's, it's that real attention to detail as you put it. Um, which, um, which part of the brain, um, does brain tap generally focus on? I don't know if that makes sense, but like, obviously we got, we got the cerebellum, is it, if, that, if that's what it's called and prefrontal cortex, the amygdala, um, the hippocampus and probably many other parts, but how does it work? Does it, does it target different parts at the same time or? you know is it one step and then the other how does it all work yeah, yeah the when you think all brain waves are in all areas of the brain and but they're more in some areas than others like the regions that so the frontal lobe when we're doing the 
beta training. And the, the reason that we want to engage the frontal lobe is most people, when they meditate, turn off their frontal lobe, which is a mistake, because then it doesn't attach to anything in reality. You know, you have a good experience, but you don't have a, what we call future pacing. You don't have the, a result or a skill for the future. So that's the frontal part of the, 40% of your brain is your frontal lobe. So we mm. need to keep that engaged. And that's the other reason why we use light. When, when somebody says, why do we use light with the brain? If we use light, the 100% of your brain lights up because to process light or vision, I should say, mm. we have to, uh, our whole brain, it, we've always often heard we only use 10% of our brain's potential, but the reality is we use 100% of our brain all the time, especially when we're seeing. We only use 70% of our brain if we're listening. Right. So that's why uh, people will say, well, I told you to do that and go, well, I didn't hear that. Yeah, you did, but you didn't remember it. You know, so we have, we're, we're going we're gonna to activate the frontal lobe to create acetylcholine. That's during the first part of the session. Then it moves back and we're going to start to, uh, the hippocampus has to do with, uh, we're going to work on that because when you stress out, you actually shrink the hippocampus. And think oh. of the hippocampus as that's kind of the neural network that gets all your memories to come together because a memory comes from five or six different places in the brain. It doesn't come from one place. So if mm -hmm. the whole brain isn't working, then that's why there's a disruption in information flow. Dementia we now know is because one brain is slowing down before the other brain. Let's say the two brains in our head, one mm -hmm. side is slowing down before the other. So what we're doing is we're, we're first of all, we're going to try to get the two hemispheres to communicate hemisphere that's why during the sessions you'll see at times where one one eye is flashing and the other is flashing the other well what's happening is what's happening in the right eye is happening in the left ear and vice versa so we can get this whole brain effect and we're and then we know one of the studies we're doing in brazil right now because we know we increase melatonin production that's why people sleep better and we also triggered the pineal gland because we had a 27 percent improvement in gamma uh and most people don't even talk about gamma, but because they don't know how to meditate to do that, it takes the Buddhist, most people have no gamma or very little, but with the brain tap, the average user increases to 27% gamma. That's what breaks down amyloid plaque in the brain and is now linked to helping people with dementia. So, and that happens right from the very middle of the brain because gamma kind of has a resonant, it goes, but it's doing it 40 times or more every second. So it's a sweeping frequency and most people know what a tuning fork is, right? You've seen it where you go ding and you hit a tuning fork and it resonates. Yeah, well, yeah. Gamma, they now think gamma and alpha are in theta. These three brainwave states are harmonizing, which is kind of like having a choir. And once these three are moving together, the whole brain lights up and then the body lights up. 70% of your nervous system's in the brain. So once you get that 70% working, now it doesn't take much to get your body involved. You're, you're, you know, to get that other, you know, 30%. And that's where it goes. So the, the think of from the neck down is your subconscious mind, you know, more than anything else, because it's mostly all habit and pattern until we decide to change it. But if mm -hmm. we can get, if we can get access to alpha and theta, which we're talking about in, in the higher states of gamma, now you have access to creativity and problem solving in those are flexible states of mind rather than the fixed states of mind like beta. Okay. The, the, the actual uh, frontal lobe, um, what is that responsible for exactly? Like what, executive, what is it fun executive functioning. Like that's what separates us from the animals. That's, a, you know, time, space, orientation, 
um, things of that nature where we're, we're figuring out who we are, what we are. You know, when you get okay. up to get dressed this morning, you say, well, what tank top am I going to wear? You know, or whatever. You know, you're, that's your executive functioning. It's doing all of that. And it's also helping you to picture those things, even though that's being projected from the, the, back, the back brain. You know, and then we're, what we really want to activate is the primitive brain because mm -hmm. the limbic brain. Yeah. And that's, that's buried really deep inside the brain. And the nice thing is when we use light, sound, and vibration, we know we're, we're calming that down. Sometimes we'll actually use lasers on the back of the brain, right, in the brainstem, because it, when you send light up into the brain that way, it's another way to uh, get more energy. And all of these things are creating ATP production at the right. cellular level. So, right. so all of this is helping the brain. ATP, for the listener that doesn't know, Think of it as currency to the body. So you can, you might want to heal your body, but you don't have any ATP because you've been eating junk food or drinking a lot of sodas and, you know, not giving your body what it needs. So your body has to rob Peter to pay Paul. It's going to create ATP production, but eventually the body's going to say, you know what? Here's, these cells are dead. They go into apoptosis and cell death, but light does some incredible things to that, right? The, the light is absorbed into that mitochondria and restarts the cell instruction set. It brings that cell back to life in just as if it was brand new. They've, they've kept chicken hearts alive at Harvard for 30 years with nothing more than cleaning out the toxins and feeding it nutritionally. The only reason that it died after 35 years was somebody forgot to feed it. You know, feed the, it is a chicken heart without anything attached to it. So, I mean, wow. there's, there's all these studies that show our, we don't know the real potential of our body. Like the biohacking field is doing mm -hmm. a lot to research that because people are willing to research on themselves. You know, I'm willing to experiment in many cases, yeah. but to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. mm. So I think, sorry. Runs, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. You was talking a lot about light and, um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Um, but what I do know is if I, at this time of year, obviously we got a lot of sunlight and um, at a certain time, even if I'm still tired, it's like my body says, get up. And I'm like, no, not yet. I'm, I still want to sleep. And then like, I've got like an eye mask and I'll remove it and I'll see it's bright. And it's like, but why am I still being alerted to wake up when my eyes are covered? And uh, I understand that if the light touches your skin, you will also wake up. Is that right? Right. You, our, our, our skin is the biggest receptor of information that we have. Uh, our eyes, ears, mouth, nose, all of those used to be skin. And it folded, mm. made lips and made our mouth and it folded, made our ears and folded, made our eyes, folded and made our ears. You know, all these things are all skin, really. So, mm. but we're photoreceptors. So we're like, we're like solar panels, you mm. know, and uh, jet lag is one that I can explain. Most people understand that. When some people go, oh, I flew across the pond or whatever they flew from, let's say they flew from London to New York. And they go, I got jet lag. Well, they, what they did was they flew across light zones because our body is actually tuned to the light from our sun. Who we are right now is being projected from the sun and six minutes later, our body absorbs that photon and tells us who we are. And it, or tells our body what to do, I should say, not who we are. But it, so if we fly through those time zones, our body doesn't know, uh, let's say to create melatonin 
if we don't go to sleep before 10 o'clock at night, there's a lot of studies that show we don't get the same amount of melatonin production is, is if somebody go to sleep at one o'clock at night or even night shift workers, their, their bodies all off because we're designed to sleep when it's dark and wake up when it's light. You know, if you think about these bodies are still designed from we, when we lived in caves, we didn't, you know, and of course we didn't want to go in the cave. It was musky and damp. And so we'd stay out and we watch the sun set. Oh no, the sun went down. Now we got to protect ourselves. We're out in the dark. And this is when the cats and all the uh, nighttime animals come. So let's go into the cave. Of course, the next morning, they even started religions about the Sunday because, hey, now it came back. Wow, <laughs> what's going on? You know, and then that's where you, uh, the funniest thing to me is when I see somebody, I'm with somebody and they go, I'm starving. I need to eat. And we go eat something. And right when the meal's done, they go, oh, I feel so much better now. I'm going, there is no possible way that your body metabolized that food and converted it into energy, <clears throat> but it was psychological energy. Right. But we get our real energy because we're taking all that food, all that beverage, and we're converting it into light. We're committing, we're converting it into ATP, the energy system of our body. It's creating nitric oxide, vasodilation, blood flow. That happens with every meal. Now, if we're eating meals that are full of energy, you know, like our best sources of nutrition come from light based. Uh, vegetables and fruit, right? I mean, there's basically we've solidified light into fruit and vegetables. That's the best for our body. Then we go to the rest of what we need. You know, we need other building blocks, of course. But there are a lot of people that believe even through sun gazing, their body can get all the nutrient it needs. Now, I still really? eat, so I don't know how true that is. <laughs> you know, I do know that um, people use, like even for weight loss, to give you an example with light, we can trigger, we can use red light therapy it's 6.30 to 6.60 nanometer light, put it on areas of the body that we wanna lose weight. And the fat cells think you just lifted weights because it triggers the body to create glucagon response. Glucagon is that part of the body that says, hey body, release that fat. I need that fat for energy. And that's what everybody wants to do when they're working out. They wanna trigger that fat burning. Well, light does it. Light trigger. Also, one of the things most people don't know is, and this is in ancient scriptures in India, which when I started teaching in India, I learned a lot about light that's in their ancient scripture because they're really big into light therapy, but they do it, they call it hollow. It's just the sun. Mm. And what they do is if you go outside for two hours before sunrise and you expose your body to the light from the sun, the receptors in your skin will fill up to the point you will never get sunburned. But if you don't get that light, so think about it. In our ancient times, we'd go outside, we'd wake up in the morning because what are we going to do? We're not going to hang out in the cave all day, you know, <laughs> and, you know, grandpa's snoring or whatever. So we go, we go outside and we, even though that's when you do their stretching, maybe they do yoga, they do stretching, they do Tai Chi, whatever it is. You can't, your skin receptors are now full. You can't absorb any more of the light from the sun. But if you didn't fill those receptors in the morning, you go outside, you burn because you don't have infrared light now. It's actually a 10 mm. nanometer light that's happening for two hours prior to waking up mm. that our body does. So we can do that. We can biohack, right? We can use a, a red light panel, yeah. yeah, red and infrared light. And then we trick our body and our body goes, wow, this is great. They got up at four in the morning and they did this. No, you didn't. You just had a red light <laughs> panel sitting there. You understand? So right, we're, we're, right. We're, we're kind of outsmarting nature now. Mm. And I think that we have to do that now because mm our light from the sun is not coming in is, you know, we're all the smog and different pollution. We're not getting the same level of light that maybe different you know, times of year as well. Um, 
difference. Well, yeah, when, when you have like in London or New York, San Francisco, uh, maybe not San Francisco as much because they have more sunlight, but you're going to get seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. And light has a lot to do with that. That's why John Ott, who wrote, who has, the, he's probably done the most research on light therapy. Uh, he's got the Ott light generator for your home. It's a white light that's used during the day. So you get full spectrum light in your home. They now do this with a lot of light bulbs. It's not any, it's not a big secret anymore. But right. What, what is this? Different. His name is John Ott, O-T-T. Mm-hmm. John Ott. If you look at the Ott light generator, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what they're doing with the red lights where you put them beside your computer. But instead of giving you an imbalanced light, they actually have a panel that's full spectrum light. So it's like you're right. working outside in the, in the neighborhood. And uh, we, when I was in uh, different areas, we've had those hot light generators. I have a hot light generator right here that's above me that shines on me while I'm on the computer okay. so, that I, so that I'm getting normal light. Now at night, I'll turn that off because I don't need all that light. You know, I want to... Usually I try not to get on the computer after eight o'clock if I can help it, but there's mm. just because there's a lot of dirty light coming off of this. Um, from where? You know, the dirty light from, from where? LCD, the LCD screens and your cell phones. And those are different. The tuned light we use, there's a difference between a tuned LED and a full spectrum LED, like what's in the, uh, like in your smartphone or your LED. They're not worried about what emissions they're, they quote it's safe, but the reality is it's not safe because we would never see that in nature. We would never see that light in nature, you know, and our bodies aren't used to it. So that's why people wear the red lights or the amber light glasses and things like that, the blue blockers. What about just um, people that are not your biohackers? How would they deal with something like that? You know, the, the, the dirty light from the smartphones and smart tablets and laptops that kind of well, thing. unfortunately they don't know it's happening and they have an underlying anxiety or stress and they think it's them you know, a lot of people it's not their fault it's not them it's their technology that's why uh, like we do a lot with dan debon i don't know if you know who he is he's the guy who wrote the book uh, radiation nation and no. uh they no, no, no. it's it's a really good book and, and we do a lot of support we uh one of the doctors he works with is called dr emf and so we work a lot with him and uh, what we, what they use in their therapy, their first line of defense of EMF poisoning in the stress we're talking about is brain tap. And we have evidence that shows that we can, we can within six week time period in that case, we can get their nervous system regulating correctly. Now they still have to get rid of the, some people, 20% of the population is hypersensitive to this, to EMF, to blue light, to uh, chemical addiction. You know, they, they can't walk into certain like, you go into the mall like Ephora or whatever, these, these makeup counters that are just the chemical uh, to your body, the, you know, we're getting bombarded. Some people oh, can't yeah. handle that. Those people that have the most flexible nervous systems or adaptive, you might say, like with me, you could hit me with a sledgehammer, it wouldn't hurt me. But my wife, Cynthia, you take her into one of these, she of course wears makeup in that, but if, you, if she went into one of these makeup shops at the mall, She's sick for three hours because she's very sensitive like that. I, you know, she told me I could be a little more sensitive, but that's, that's another story. I think. But there's uh, everybody's, our body, our nervous system is always adapting. Mm. So it's adapting to light. It's adapting to sound. It's adapting to its environment all the time, you know? And so we want to, what we really want is with, with what we do with brain tap and just the, because your brain controls everything, all stress is brain stress. Because it's how we processing that stress. Like if 
if 95% or more of the people followed you through your workout every day without any training, they'd be laid out like with body bags or whatever, right? Because they wouldn't be able to handle that. You worked up to that. You didn't mm-hmm. just say one day I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to, you know, you, you worked. Most people are, we weren't, we weren't trained in all this. Our body wasn't adapting. Now we're just getting all this problems with 3G. Now they're going, well, 4G wasn't that big a deal. Let's go to 5G. Uh, and they actually have plans for 9G. So, I mean, it's not going to stop. I mean, people, I guess when we start teleporting, we need 9G. Or I don't know. You know, nah. so everybody wants faster movie streaming, you know, so that's the, so we're, we're giving that up. But the, the, the whole thing is that, that all that frequency, that response, electromagnetic smog, whether it comes in the form of light, sound, or vibration, it could be healing. I mean, they could be using healing frequencies to generate these 5G. They could be using a, a 432 uh, healing love frequency. There's no reason they couldn't. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they don't research that or they don't believe in those things. But we have so much research about how, uh, just to give you an idea about that, music in your country, in the UK, is 432. That's the healing love frequency. If you listen to the same music in America, they, they put it at 444. That's the one that actually the uh, German uh, Hitler had produced because that music at that frequency causes agitation, causes anxiety and fear. That's why BrainTap, we've encoded all of ours to 432, the global standard, not the American standard. Because That's it has- really it, it interesting. Has, so it actually has, now most, most of the uh, bigger countries around the world that know about music and things like that, the industrialized nations know that 432 is much healthier than 444, but for some reason, they still produce stereos in 444, you know, all these things. And it's just a little tweak. It's just a little thing that they need to change. And we could be having healing, we could be bathing in healing frequencies all day. Why would it be set at a a frequency that is causing agitation and affecting a lot of people's health? Because it's going to have like a cascading cascading effect and leading leading on to all sorts of sicknesses and diseases. There's a lot of uh, conspiracies about why that might be, but but right. the uh, the the reality is that it's it has it definitely has to do with the greed factor that it's it's easy to produce and this is the way it's always been. You know, just like uh, people who research Tesla, for instance. Mm. I mean, we should have free energy right now. Tesla had it in the 30s. I mean, why don't we have it now? It's because, like Westinghouse told him. You mean I can give somebody an antenna, they get free energy? How am I going to profit from that? So unfortunately, but I think there'll come a time when people, especially like with the biohacking initiative and more people are getting involved with it, people taking more control of their health, they're going to start looking at these subtle things. Because even light bulbs, you know, the LED light bulbs, a lot of those, you have to look at them because they're broadcasting unhealthy frequencies. Yeah. I had been listening to an audio book by uh, Dr. Joseph McCullough. Oh, yeah. called EMF'd. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <clears throat> it made me want to rewire my whole house. Have you, have you read that book or listened to it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, oh, we have, um, we know Joe, um, and he's very gifted. He's got a great team there working with him, too. But he's a little goes overboard. I mean, he actually sleeps in a tent. Oh, I know. Well, it's kind of, right? <laughs> yes. Like, he was giving in details of how we can get it ourselves. I was thinking... Yeah maybe this is what I need to do because I'm living in a hazardous nuclear friggin' plant, you know, uh, there, there are, there's actually paint too, but then they said that the yeah. paint, 
traps in the EMF into your house. It's even yeah. worse. So, I mean, it's like, my God. So I think what you can do that, that cancels all that out, it's a very simple solution. Get grounding mats. I'm sitting here right now. My hands are on a grounding mat. Mm. Our bodies, if, if, when we come to London and we're together, if you're at the biohacking here, wherever we meet, yeah. we, have a, we have a voltometer we, we put on people. Just you sitting here, you're, you're collecting energy. Our body should be at a zero, no point. We should, we should be putting energy into the earth. The earth's ion should be coming in. There's a good site called earthing.com. We do a lot of work with Clint Oper because uh, mm. they also use BrainTap. BrainTap has zero emissions, zero EMF. What about with the Bluetooth that it has? Even with Bluetooth, it doesn't have as much EMF as a light bulb because blue light actually cancels out EMF. We showed it. We, we have a, like this. Wow. Um, I have to keep this all the time here. This is my little EMF meter. Sometimes I'll show people, okay, here's what it is. The uh, light bulb in my ceiling is, has more, inner, more because this is dirty energy. Yeah. We're, you get more EMF off the device you're using, like the cell phone or the tablet. That's why we recommend listening at, in airplane mode, you know, so, so that you download it, then you listen to it in airplane mode. But the, the, the reality is that when you do that, when you ground out like this, what we show people is you hold on to this voltometer, we'll find a place at the show, maybe by a utility box, you know, and people will actually build up uh, three and four volts in their body, which is crazy. You shouldn't even be in a house that's over one, but we've never been to a hotel that wasn't over three. Oh God. So, but when you, and what we do is we ground our stations. So when somebody's in our chairs or when, when our staff's walking around, all they have to do is every once in a while just ground that energy out. And then the electrical system of the body starts working better. So like when I'm sitting at my computer and my wife, we have grounding mats on the floor. We can just have our socks off and just put our feet on there. And it's like we're working outside, but we're inside. Yeah, you know, I, I have actually got a grounding mat as well. Yeah, um, I don't have it here. I have it downstairs. But um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, also got like um, a grounding bed sheet and grounding oh, underwear. Yeah. Yes. Um, anything else? <laughs> I don't know. That might be it. And if I've you, seen like loads of things. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's going to cost an arm and a leg if I keep buying all these grounding stuff. I don't know we, which we one. Showed, yeah, we showed if you stand by a 5G tower, you collect all this energy, but then we, you take your shoes and socks off and just stand there grounded. It doesn't affect you. Seriously. So all these people that are afraid of it, just ground your home. You can ground your home. You can ground. There's a lot of ways to do it. In, in the book, Earthing, it, it kind of shows some ways to do it for free where you can just do it yourself. I bought the stuff like you did because it's easier just to buy it and, and have it for our bed, um, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. And then buy my computers. Mm, okay. Okay. Look, this makes me feel a bit better. <laughs> so, um, what type of studies have you put forward to ensure that BrainTap is 100% legit? I mean, we know that, well, it's said yeah. that binaural beats work and, um, the, you know, the light works. How do we know that, you know, they work in synchrony with each other? Has there been like, you know, peer review studies, double blinded and all that type of stuff? Yeah, right now we have seven different studies going on in India, but we've done some before for learning. We had one where we showed we increased brain speed uh, just after even one session, and it lasted for more than six weeks. Um, so 
yeah, we have lots of studies like that. We have a study going on, the study I talked about earlier about the um, brain speed, but also Brazil University, uh, we have uh, five universities there that are working together to produce some good results. We just had our pilot study completed for fibromyalgia. And so we're, that's a double blind uh, placebo controlled study. And then we, we also have our, our campus wide study we're doing at Duke University where we show uh, we could bring down the stress of the community of students at Duke. Mm -hmm. Duke is 1% owner of our company. So I, we get to use Duke a lot for uh, different, as long as it's wellness studies. Oh, that's great. That's, that's good to know. But also they can go to, <laughs> they can go to braintapresearch.com. It's its own website. We have all our research there. And if, if we're, we're always running different research projects and we have a, a volunteer tag. So if somebody wants to be a part of a, a, one of the research studies, they can join there. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. And um, we'll come to your website in a second. Anyhow, um, one question I wanted to ask was, are there any certain health conditions preventing a person from using BrainTap? Are there certain types of people that shouldn't yeah. use it? Yeah, the main, the main person that shouldn't use BrainTap is those that have photaic epilepsy, which means uh, one of the ways to know that is if you're driving down a wooded street, you know, where the trees are flickering when you go by them, if you get a little nauseous when you're driving through there, that's probably a sign that you shouldn't um, do the lights. But mm. the sound, we've had no, as long as you can listen to a program on your, with your earbuds, you should be fine with the sound, but we do have that person. Other than that, the worst thing that can happen is you fall asleep. So, <laughs> what about the schizophrenic no people? Yeah, well, we have a, if you're working with your medical doctor, of course, anything like that, you should work with, with them. But we have so many different clinics. We have 2,300 clinics across um, North America here, and we're in 70 different countries too. But we have doctor groups using them. I would recommend if you have any psychological issue, you get that checked out first. It shouldn't hurt you because they're using it like in addiction centers. We're doing, we're, we work with the psychologists there to help them with the stress reduction while they're doing the therapy part of it. Amazing, amazing. And where do you see BrainTap in the future? What sort of developments you think might be um, on the horizon or well, one of our big, one of our big things that's that's being launched now is we're just finalizing a study with uh, the U.S. snowboarders and uh, Jake Pates, who's going to be we're going to be doing something with him actually next week. He's put together his healthy heart uh, or happy healthy uh, brain foundation, and uh, he's promoting it through the Olympians. And he's really big in action sports, which is our up and coming Olympians as well. And awesome. so we're, we're really getting a lot of movement there. And then uh, we have a lot of movement in our, uh, in the business world. Now we're getting some big, really big companies like Google and places like that that are getting involved with, with brain tap because they want to have uh, peak performance in the workplace. That's so fantastic. Those are a couple of real exciting places that we're going. That's cool. Brilliant. And where could everybody find BrainTap? More information on BrainTap and maybe uh, information on you, you know? <laughs> if, they go, if they go to Instagram, they can find out about BrainTap at BrainTap Tech. Is, at BrainTap Tech is the company one. And then mm -hmm. mine is Dr. Patrick Porter. And we usually post what's going on there. I usually do four or five actually live videos a, a week with different professionals or our doctor group. Uh, the ones 
uh, we also have a private site for our doctors so they can go there and do it. But uh, that's where they can learn. They can also go to braintap.com. If they go to your, your uh, link, they can get a free trial. All they have to do is go there. They can download a copy of my book for free and uh, they can learn a lot more about Thrive and Overdrive. That's probably, that's the free book. That's my newest book. And you get to keep the book, whether they do anything, you don't need a credit card. You can just go there, uh, sign up, get the free downloads and then uh, play with it. See what you think. That's awesome. probably the best way. I'll put that in the link so they can just click on it and download. Superb. Thank you very much for your time today. I greatly appreciate it. I feel like I'm just like, I'm super excited to get back on the brain tap. And, and all that thing that you'd mentioned about um, those that had dementia and how it was kind of like reversed in a sense, that's kind of amazing. I think every time I hear things about dementia, I think to myself, I done a DNA test and on my DNA test, it said that I have uh, the uh, APOE4 gene. Now, you know about APOE4? No. Uh, that's um, for Alzheimer's. Now, although I have the gene, obviously epigenetics will determine whether, you know, that kicks in or not. So, you know, I'm living a healthy life and that sort of thing. So I'll do whatever it takes <laughs> so that doesn't happen. But it's good to know, should there be a deterioration, I've got that, you know, as a tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, biggest thing is if you don't activate those genes, we know that we can change up to 1,200 gene expressions with guided imagery relaxation techniques. So hopefully you're mm -hmm. turning on those ones that keep your brain op operating at the highest level. That's it. That's it. Thanks again. Much appreciated, Patrick. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.